This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, Rita Cosby. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. Go download the 77 WABC app. A programming note, uh, I want to let you know that you can join me this afternoon, Friday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. I will be filling in for Greg Kelly on his program, so I'm here now, and I will also be here in, uh, what, 11 hours or 13 hours at uh, at 1, 1 p.m. this afternoon. So a number of uh, stories going on. Uh, that have caught my attention. A lot is going on. I'll start with uh, the situation in Ukraine and Russia. You know, really, it amounts to a day late and a dollar short. The United Nations votes to suspend Russia from its Human Rights Council. Great move, but perhaps should have been done uh, quite a while ago. And the spokesman for the Kremlin says Russia will definitely respond and will do as it sees fit after Putin's daughters were among those targeted with new U.S. sanctions. I had planned on taking my grandkids to the water park here. I'm referring to the American Dream Mall in East Rutherford, New Jersey, But now I'm not so sure at the American Dream Mall, as you may have heard Bob Brown in our newscasts uh, on the hour, a shooting, one person shot inside, police searching for at least one suspect. The American Dream Mall was locked down Thursday night after gunshots rang out, creating chaos at the massive, massive shopping and entertainment complex that actually separated parents from their children as patrons ran um, to safety. The shots were heard just before 6 p.m. and police locked down the mall shortly thereafter. Uh, A little after 8 p.m. tonight, police, the state police in New Jersey reported that it was not an active shooter Situation in New York State, Governor Hochul, Governor Hochul, and lawmakers reach a deal on a two hundred and twenty billion dollar budget that includes changes to the bail laws. It includes changes to the bail laws, gas tax suspension. Taxpayer money uh, for uh, Bill's Stadium up in the Buffalo region. And Frank Morano, who comes up at 1 a.m. this morning, has been doing an excellent job detailing uh, the abuse of uh, taxpayer dollars, corporate welfare, going to the stadium. But it appears that it's all a done deal now. So on the crime front, on the crime front, Does it go far enough? No, no, but it's a start. It's a start. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So can you believe, to show you how contentious things are in the state of New York, the 
the disconnect between what us, the citizens, are seeing when it comes to crime and what the lawmakers are seeing and what they are doing. Can you believe that the reason why the New York State budget is late, almost late to the degree of a week, the contentious uh, negotiations basically had nothing to do with money, but with the governor's plan with her push to include changes to the state's bail laws. So in other words, lawmakers were resistant. In fact, adamant changing the uh, bail laws. And this was a stumbling block, if you will, that caused uh, lawmakers to miss the April 1st uh, deadline. Another story that's uh, catching my attention. I agree with uh, two Republican governors here. And the White House is calling this a stunt and uh, say that they don't have authority for this. But uh, Texas Governor Greg Greg Abbott, uh, his plan to uh, bus migrants to Washington, D.C., the governor says that the move would be voluntary. And Texas, by the way, has already started gearing up to place state troopers in riot gear and in my opinion, rightfully so, to meet migrants at the border and bust them straight to the steps of the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. I agree with Governor Abbott. Because what, what's happening now amount at the southern border amounts almost to an unfunded mandate. You're forcing these local communities, and I define local as even here in New York now, Westchester County, you are forcing these local communities to deal with the issue of immigration and uh, migrants coming over, but you're not funding it for the most, to to the degree that it needs to be funded, and localities are being forced to uh, deal with this. And so Governor DeSantis of uh, Florida uh, is vowing to send illegal immigrants uh, that are dumped in Florida to Biden's home state of uh, Delaware. And DeSantis, rightfully so, says he's concerned with keeping people safe in Florida. So the situation with the southern border, as I'm sure many of you already know, folks, and then in just a moment we'll be going to your telephone calls, at the southern border, U.S. intelligence officials are bracing for a massive influx of more than 170,000 migrants at the Mexico border if the COVID-era policies that allowed instant expulsion, expulsion from, from, uh, from the U.S., uh, but it was called Title 42, that's going away. Now, remember, that was a Trump policy that Biden has been forced to use. So it wasn't set up to be permanent, and we're looking at a nightmare at the border, and I don't understand why this is even being tolerated. And so... Let's talk crime for a second. I see all of your calls. We're going to get to them in just a second. But on the um, the crime front, it allows, and I'm still going through the budget. It was just passed tonight. It still allows, um, it, it allows arrests to be made in circum- certain instances of repeat offenses. And let the church say amen. So that's one. It lowers the uh, threshold for prosecuting gun trafficking in some cases and eases uh, some of the burdens that prosecutors were facing to turn over material quickly uh, to the defense. The budget deal expands the use of Kendra's law. Thank God. 
which allows the courts to mandate treatment for those who are found to be in danger to themselves or to others, uh, the men- mentally ill people. And so here it is in a nutshell, as I go to your uh, telephone calls, the revised laws now in New York State. Now, is it is it a perfect scenario? No, it's not perfect. No, it's not. But it's a start. It's a start against these politicians that were adamant not to do anything. So the revised law will direct judges to consider new factors, including whether a defendant is accused of seriously harming another person or has a history of gun use in setting bail. So it's also going to close the loopholes in the raise the age law to hold more defendants under 18 accountable. That's a word we don't use accountable and target repeat offenders who would not have been jailed under the 2019 soft on crime reforms, particularly in gun cases. I want you to listen to what governor Hochul had to say tonight, and then we're going to your telephone calls. I can't stand here and say that someone who has been accused of a serious crime and or commits a crime over and over and over, especially the retail theft that is just so hard for our hard-hit businesses that people, you know, the stories are legendary and actually rather shocking. There, prob- there will be consequences for people in those situations. We are, I'm focused on intervening with our young people, making sure that the violence disruptors rescue them early, that they hear their stories. I literally sat down uh, just not just a few weeks ago in Brooklyn and convened many of them and said, what do you need? How can we help you do your jobs? Because I want to stop this before it escalates. So there are opportunities for us to be smart, provide alternative programs, create jobs and opportunities. But, yes, now ultimately I need to protect the people in all communities, in communities of color and everywhere. People need protection, and we believe that these – Common sense changes. Again, we're not undoing bail reform. We're just saying, where are some of the weaknesses? What can be bolstered? What offenses would people think should be covered? We added three gun offenses to be considered to be bail eligible that were not. So, folks, you have to read between the lines. Some of you will say, well, why isn't Governor Hochul going further? You have to remember that she's got to get this past a legislature that does not want the change, does not. They want things to stay status quo the way that they are. So out of a scale of one to 10 in terms of getting things back to normal and normal is defined as the uh, law system, uh, the justice system uh, being able to do what it needs to do. We're now going to be at maybe a a two and a half to three out of a 10, but you have to give Hoku credit. If you think that she's going to wave, be able to wave a magic wand and just automatically change things uh, overnight, that's not going to happen. It's an election year and she's in, she's walking a very tight rope. And so to a degree, she has delivered to a degree to begin with, to begin with. Let's go to Mario in Manhattan. Good morning, Mario. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, most of your listeners are very astute, and they follow you to the letter. So you know what you're talking about. They know what's going on. They get on your show and cry, oh, the crime, and the mayor cries, the crime, what are we going to do? And so does the governor. The answer is simple. There's a primary coming in June, and there's a election, a general election in November. Find out who the incumbents are in the state legislature, the state senate, the assembly. Find out who the incumbents are in the city council. Find out who the incumbents are in the borough president races. They all get a two-year term if they're an incumbent. Vote them out this time and go for the opposing candidate. And then she and the mayor cannot say anything if they actually win the primary, because if they're a Democrat in New York State, that's that's like they already have the, the general election in their pocket. So that's the answer. 
There's no other way to go. You can cry till the cows come home. You can march on Albany with pitchforks and torches, and you could do the same thing down at City Hall, but you're not going to get anywhere. These people think they're God Almighty once they get in. Show them that it's the we, the people, we, the people Mario? that put them there. Mario, okay? I, I agree Watch. with you. I, I agree with you. I, I Not necessarily on voting out all the incumbents. Because I believe that every person should look at a ballot and look at a candidate's position and see if that candidate reflects the ideas, the philosophies that you as a voter want to see in office. But I agree with you. Show them the power of the people and all of this nonsense will stop. And Mario, to your point further, uh, the name escapes me right now. But in New Jersey, let's keep in mind, and thank you for the call, Mario, exactly to your point, you had someone in leadership in New Jersey uh, lost his bid to someone that spent, I believe, $10,000 and won. So Mario is correct, and won. And so now it's like you hear crickets. Who was that person's name? Nobody knows. The the, uh, incumbent that lost. It'll come to me in uh in just a second here. Let's go to uh Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yeah, good morning. Thank you. I wanna just say that I firmly believe, you know, what I what I, I just had an epiphany before about why Mayor Adams put masks on the children. Uh, you know, uh it, it's really for a big show because everybody knows, but you know what, we've become numb to it. It's a show, and I'll tell you why it's a show. Because there are set plans in place, firmly in place, for the upcoming elections in November. The same kind of plans that that caused the theft in 2020. Now, those plans have, uh, in order for them to go into effect, the COVID has to be an issue. So they take away Section 242, inviting people who are sick into this country and knowing that they're not going to be kicked out. So COVID keeps, keeps alive. It stays alive. And ahead of time, the, the Democratic mayors, like Adams, are being told by the higher-ups, put the masks back on the children. That's why this lady was fired when she confronted him, because he knows he, knows he did a, da- a dastardly thing that was, that was in the interest of stealing future elections. Adams knows this. He's well, compromised. Well, I, I hear you, Larry. I, I don't know if I would go that far, but I do, but I do hear you. And as it relates to the border, the the big question I have is, what is this great love, basically, with opening the southern border? What is it? I told you it is. I mean, well, as you said. COVID, COVID, COVID and elections. COVID and elections. Well, what what, what I see, what what I see, Larry, um, and... uh, I, I, I don't I don't mean this to be offensive to anyone, but what I see is uh, more welfare that you, I, and the taxpayers have to pay for. I certainly see more Medicaid. You think that stuff is free? As we all know, health care is terribly expensive. I see more food stamps. I see more vouchers for uh, daycare. I see the whole package courtesy of the American taxpayer, and when we need help, we are on our own. Larry, I thank you uh, for the uh, call. Let's go to Jay in Jamaica, Queens. Good morning, Jay, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes. Well, with most of Governor Hochul's 10-point plan for improving bail reform, I agree with it, and I agree with the idea of, you know, make considering dangerousness when considering letting someone out on bail, such as the possibility the person might pose a danger, yes. or they would, or they've shown that they would be a danger. Yes, and also, but there are two things that I definitely agree, disagree with, such as tampering would raise the age law. And also the evidence. Okay, wait, 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 Jay, Jay, wait, wait, Jay, Jay, wait. Listen, I got to take a break, and I'm not going to cut you off, folks. You don't have to talk fast uh, under the assumption that I'm going to cut you off. I'm not going to do that. So, Jay, here's the question that that I have for you. You said you're against tampering with uh, the raise the uh, age law. Why? 
not only that, but also the okay. But explain. But explain. Can, okay. Okay. Jay, I focus, please. Can you explain to me why you're against the raise the age law? Because they're they're still children and they're still growing and developing. Okay. So Jay. So Jay. Wait. 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 Jay. 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 With, with all due respect. With all due respect. The 61-year-old woman shot and killed uh, near the Grand Concourse, East 188th Street, the other day. Um, are, are those still children that that pulled the uh, pulled the uh, trigger on that lady, ending her life? Are they children? You know how old were they? We don't know yet. The arrests haven't been made. But the point I'm trying to make is, see, see, I I respect that you disagree with me, but these. Young, some young people. Now, listen. When I thank you for the call, Jay. When I say young people, let me just set this up. Overall, I believe that eighty to ninety percent of young people are doing the right thing: going to school, trying to better themselves, getting an education, working. I'm talking about the maybe five percent of these gangbangers, right? They intentionally get people under the age of 18 so that when they are caught, they are sent to juvenile detention systems rather than uh, jail. I firmly believe, and I appreciate the call, I firmly believe if you pull the trigger, you should be tried as an adult. Period. Period. The the young lady that lost her life in, um, in Morningside Park, Tessa Majors, right? What they did to her. All all youngsters, and I believe off the top of my head, I believe that two out of the three were, were treated as adults in court by the Manhattan District Attorney. And they should be. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York State has a budget. It It is a, a few days late, almost a week late, but changes are coming to the bail system. We will continue and take your calls when I come back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I heard you were looking for me. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. As it relates to Ukraine, uh, the U.N. votes to suspend Russia from its Human Rights Council. One of the stories we're looking at, a shooting uh, tonight at the uh, American Dream Mall. One person shot inside New Jersey police on top of that. New York State has a budget. New York State has a budget. And, you know, you can go, oh, okay, New York State has a budget, you know, $220 billion. But the key part is maybe, maybe with a drip, drip, drip approach, help will be on the way as it relates to the bail laws. Kathy Hochul has delivered and has started the process of some changes, some changes as it relates to the bail law in New York State. Let's go to Maria in Brooklyn. Good morning, Maria, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, good morning. Good morning. Um, yesterday, they interviewed Francisco Moya, which is, a, I believe, a city council member for Corona Queens, about the crime wave. Well, not a wave anymore. It seems like it's a permanent thing here in New York. And they interviewed him and they, these politicians, these people get on get on TV with a with a flat face, and he's trying to explain to the cameras that the the reason for the crime is the mental illness. This is the lie that they all have made up, and this is what they all. If you listen to all of them, they basically have the same little uh, scenario: the mentally ill. And all of a sudden now, changes are coming. Well, there's no changes for the people that are already buried under the gra- under the ground. Um, you most are of correct. These, most of these uh, city council members, where most of the violence is, you have 
Upper Manhattan, the Dominican community. You have a whole bunch of Dominican ladies council members that were supposedly elected to better the community in the Bronx. That's all uh, Spanish, Hispanic descendants. They're very proud when they get elected and they get on TV for the, for the better of the people. And what do they do? They go and vote for something like the no bail, no jail. They are the ones that are responsible for putting New York in the, in the world. People outside of this country are talking about how bad uh, the crime uh, is in this Ma- city. Maria, I, I agree with you. responsibility. I agree with you a thousand percent. But let me be very clear. Elected officials do exactly what you just said, and I'm going to tell you why directly. Because they are more afraid of the woke crowd than they are of you or I. And what I mean by that is the woke crowd, they are afraid, they, elected officials, that if they don't do exactly what they told, they won't be in office too long. And so, in other words, go along to get along. But yet, the other side of that is that they fear them more than they fear you or I. Maria, you made some good points. I thank you for the call. So so what I'm trying to say, folks, is what the uh, first caller said in terms of voting. Th- that's the only thing at the end of the day in my 40 years of being around politicians that they respect. They fear that they are going to lose. They fear when they have a primary election. Why do they fear a primary election? Because look at it, folks. That's how we got AOC. Anything can happen in a primary. AOC was, uh, and I'm not a fan, she was, um, you know, no one thought she could win. And look at what happened. She won. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. Welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. I'm going to just leave a lot of things alone, but just a few things make me crunch here. Okay. Um, the, <laughs> um, you, you mentioned something about the welfare and all that when people come here, but the hundreds of thousands of Afghanistan and, and, and no, not the, whatever folks that America is bringing in to help, they get assistance, and it's not about they don't deserve it because that's what this country is all about. But another thing, these children need to go to boot camp. Remember years ago they used to have that? Of course. Now you punish Th- children. That, that was my point last night. Going to get this, this I don't know, the, the, I hope their children are children in order because the stuff that's being done now, I, I, I'm 70, 70 in August. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Audrey, you're you're seventy years old. I didn't I didn't picture you that way as being seventy. Wow. It's just that um you know, I like saying that because I'm still getting used to being um retired and old, but this is <laughs> You're not old. You're not old. No, not old, but this is nonsense. What's happening as far as the youth and crime, whatever they can do, I don't I don't think they should just throw them in the jail. Put them in – you remember the boot camps? I don't know if you're old enough, but there used to be a, a, a program, I think it was the Murray Show or something. They used to put children that were out of control. Mm-hmm. They would go to boot camp. Mm-hmm. They would go there, and they would not be tortured, but put in, in a mindset of like when I heard the young folks harassing the specific young man, I'm like, they need to be going picking some damn cotton to see you don't do – or or, or, or I'll, I'll do you one better. There was a time, Audrey, when judges were had the discretion to say, I'm going to give you an option. Either you go to jail or you go to the military. Which one do you want? And, we, and, and we know once the military got a hold of them, all that attitude and telling telling people what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, that went by the wayside. Audrey, I thank you for the call, 70-year-old uh, lady that sounds like she's 40 maybe 35. Thank you for the call, Audrey, and have a great morning. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Let's go to another friend, Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you today? Hey, Dominic. Always a pleasure. Um, First of all, real quick, before I forget, um, Jeannie in Queens, I had shouted out to her one night, and I I don't know if Norman or Jacqueline or Pete in Staten Island, anyone knows how Jeannie is. Um, I miss her voice on the radio. She used to call all the programs, and I just pray she's well. Mm-hmm. So if, any, if anyone knows, I, I appreciate you letting me say that because she was very bright and very kind and passionate about, you know, uh, all things 
you know, topical in, in what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So if I could, Dominic, regarding the border, to me, this is heartbreaking. We just buried a 27-year-old man up here in Massachusetts. He was killed in a NATO training uh, plane crash. He was a captain. And I think it was flag draped coffin coming home. And I think, what did that flag represent? It's supposed to represent the country, right? Mm-hmm. U.S. of A. And yet, we are helping to fight another country's border being invaded, Russia into Ukraine. And we are, in fact, doing the exact opposite here. We are inviting an invasion. And the Constitution is not a suicide pact. And Ted Kennedy, um, in 1980, altered, he put an amendment to the Asylum Act. And I don't know what would keep Congress, and I pray to God that the Republicans get in there, and I pray to God they do something with amending that asylum. Because this is the I know Americans, um, I know a veteran that passed a few years ago who was struggling. Wait, I, hey, Jennifer, wait, Jennifer, your your phone is, um, I don't know what's going on with your phone, but it's it's going in and out. But go ahead. I'll, I'll try and keep it still. Sorry, okay. we have a crazy weather up here tonight. Yeah, um, tell me about it. I, it, was yeah. a, it was a flood coming down from Rockland County, New York, to Manhattan. I mean, really <laughs> raining hard. Go ahead, Jennifer, yeah, before I have to take a break. Home. I always pray for you going home at night. Thank you. Thank you. Weather. Thank you. Me and a deer. Um, me and a deer on the Palisades Parkway going home. Dolce needs you, so you be safe. But yes. in any event, I look at the people here I know struggling, Dominic. A lot of people struggling financially, and they get nothing for help. They have to nothing. nothing. They might get $16 a month on food stamps. These are people that are disabled and wish they could work. They have numerous serious medical conditions. Yes. And, and like I said, I had a veteran that I tried to help several years ago, the same thing. I spent hours on phone calls, and yet these people stroll across that border, and people are worried about COVID. They want to look at the other things they're carrying, everything from Chagras to whooping cough. To, uh, treatment resistant to, to tuberculosis, to uh, measles. Just, just look at it. And now I heard tonight someone, an independent journalist down at the border, and we have our border patrol agents and Texas National Guard agents being threatened by the cartel um, death threats. Wow. I mean, this is not this is not right. And she's a Hispanic reporter, by the way. And she was devastated by what she saw down there. Mm-hmm. And I will just say, we are giving this country away. And you stroll through a cemetery and look at those American flags. They're supposed to represent those men and women were supposed to have died for something, Dominic. Yes, and I, I agree with away. you. What the hell is Joe Biden and his administration to give our country away? I, I'm just sickened by it. And I, I hope people will speak up to their elected representatives and show how how upset they are because you know if we get what they're expecting is up to eighteen thousand a day in a very very short time we're get, we've already gotten two million since he's been in office right we're going to be up to ten million by the time he's out jennifer and, i, I uh, think when I, we are not taking care of our own we have no business no business doing this and i, I just thank you for hearing and, me and, and, and thank you thank you for the call jennifer i always appreciate hearing from you and uh to your point of taking care of our own i i couldn't agree with you more um i i just don't understand at the end of the day the politics I mean, I, I know what some of you folks say, that you feel that they're trying to turn them into Democratic voters. But I, I don't under maybe you're on to something because I can't think of any other reason why when it comes to the southern border, it's see no evil, hear no evil. I don't get it. I don't get it. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I see your calls. We're going to get to as many as we can coming up at 1 a.m. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, and also the Chronicles of Dominic Carter after this uh, commercial break. It relates to uh, Andrew Cuomo and whether or not he's going to run for governor in the Democratic primary. I will be back with more of your telephone calls. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Well, folks, it is official. Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York, will officially not be on the Democratic primary in the uh, race for governor. The deadline was as of uh, yesterday, so just about an hour and a half ago. I mean, a few hours before that. But the deadline was April 7th. Now, that doesn't mean that Cuomo is not going to run as a independent, but he did not file the necessary petitions for the Democratic primary, so he won't be in the June 28th contest, but he is still eligible to run for governor as an independent candidate in November's general election. He has done it before. Uh, He has until May 31st to gather the necessary 45,000 petition signatures uh, which includes at least 500 uh, from each uh, from each from half of uh, the state's 26 congressional uh, districts. And so as far as the other candidates in the race for governor, uh, Congressman Tom Swazi and public advocate Jamani Williams both secured um, well over the necessary 15,000 signatures. Uh, Swazi and Williams each collected more than 40,000 signatures from Democratic voters. So we will see what will happen in June, but Cuomo is still a factor. He's not going to be a Democratic candidate for governor, but he could run as an independent. The problem with that is should Kathy Hochul lose uh, as the Democratic nominee, Cuomo will go down in history as a spoiler. Now, I don't know if that's something he may or may not want. But anyway, let's go back to uh, the telephone calls. Uh, New York State has a budget. Let's go to Dave and Comac. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. I had this idea, which I presented to Curtis last Saturday night, and it involves getting rid of or stop putting in these stupid bike lanes and take that money that they would have dumped into the bike lanes and start building affordable Either no cost or low cost housing. Yeah, yeah, hey Dave, you're breaking up there, so I didn't hear the very end of what you I was said. Say, but well, instead of dumping that money mm-hmm. into uh, building bike lanes, they should be dumping that money into either low cost or no cost housing uh, for the homeless. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with. Uh, I'm with you, Dave. Way, Go ahead. There's oh, one other thing I have to mention: the last two Saturday nights or Sunday morning, early Sunday morning when I was on the subway or or in the subway stations uh, with regard to the downtown 4, 5, and 6 Express, there were absolutely no cops upstairs or downstairs on the platform whatsoever. Wow. Uh, And this mayor that we have talks about how he's, you know, trying to improve the situation with crime. He's doing nothing. I I hear you, Dave, and I, I thank you for the call. Uh, in a second, I'm going to our buddy Stan in Forest Hills. But I'm with you, Dave, on – I'm sorry, folks that love uh, bicycles. I used to love bicycles. But, I mean, I'm sorry. The way that Manhattan streets are carved up into one lane for so that bicycles can get through, it just defies logic to me. And all I see – are these mayors that want to go down in history as I did something different, like what what Bloomberg did? You know, I I was different. I turned to New York City. Look at the pedestrian way in Times Square. Look 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 at all the cars I got rid of. I'm different. London, look at me. Paris, look at me. Amsterdam, look at me. This is New York, folks. We need Ninth Avenue for a reporter used to be one of the best-kept secrets. 
you could hit Ninth Avenue all the way uptown and make it all the way downtown in 20 minutes. The subway for reporters used to be the best kept secret. I could park at the Apollo Theater in an NYP zone, walk one block to the A train, take the A train express, which is um, expressed from 125th to 59th and then local down the chambers and then walk over about five or six blocks to the federal courts. Now, I, I, I'm afraid to go near the subway. I don't, I don't want to want to encounter uh, what, <laughs> what may be there, but I, but I'm with, I know for the bike lovers, you know, you, you feel stop all the traffic, <laughs> you know, we don't need cars and, but we do need cars. We need truck deliveries. We need traffic to move. Let's go to Al in Manhattan. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How are you? I'm well, and I hope you're doing okay. Go right ahead. So I find it very interesting about that uh, with Ron DeSantis and the uh, Governor Abbott did with shipping the people that are coming over to uh, Washington, D.C., and where else. But now they've planted a seed. I was watching uh, Jin Saki saying, well, it's illegal because it could be kidnapping. Unless they it, go it, willful. It, 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 it is illegal. It's just it, there's nothing the Republican governors or any other governor can do on that front. It's it's it, I, I'm with them in spirit, but there's nothing they can do. But go ahead, Al. Well, so my idea would be um, – Kind of start like a GoFundMe page, but for paying illegal aliens to go somewhere else. Use that money to make their point. Because if I was to turn around to the alien and say, or the immigrant, I'm sorry, and say, well, I'll give you 500. Why don't you go visit Washington, D.C.? They might take it. They might say, yeah, give me the money. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where they're going. Mm -hmm. And uh, that wouldn't be illegal, would it? I I don't know. It's a it's a great question, Al. Um, the bottom line is we, the American people, should not be in this situation to begin with. That's why that's why Al and I thank you for the call. And I'm about to go to Stan in Forest Hills. I know Stan will probably disagree with me, but that's why I supported Trump's approach to all of this. No, that's simple. Shut it down. That simple. Okay, Stan, Forest Hills, you're up, my friend. Good morning to you. Get me some cake, will you? I mean, you said you're going to get me. Where the heck's the cake, Dominic? I need some sweet layer cake. Up hey, there. I, I feel the same way, Stan. I, even though I'm diabetic, I could. Hey, did uh, you get the shot yet? Oh, you no, no, I didn't get it. How about yourself? I'm getting yeah. it Monday at okay. 3 o'clock at right okay. So, Dominic, okay. let us know when you get it. It's important. I want you to get it. It's. It's important. I'm 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 going to uh well, I'll call your wife and tell her to get you. Well she there. yeah, she got the shot this evening. Or oh, or maybe I, I last evening. But, but you better get it. Okay, but but I will, but my bigger problem is I've got to make it back to Rockland County <laughs> in, in this weather stand. So yeah, what's, what's, what's going on, on with this weather? Yeah, anyway, I, I don't know. What's on maybe, your mind? All right. Let's talk about immigration. And let's talk about the man you just mentioned, Donald Trump. Did you know under his four years, legal immigration Legal immigration was reduced by 30 or 40 percent. Legal immigration. I'm not talking illegal. Legal immigration. And do we actually know the numbers of how many people came in here under his administration? Of course not. We don't. But plenty did. But legal immigration was reduced. Now, you brought up the point, I think Audrey said it, that uh, uh, 100,000 people are coming. Ukrainians are coming in and they have a right. They deserve better. They don't deserve nothing. OK, you, you earn the right to get it. You have to be. Te- Nobody deserves any of these things, Medicaid, whatever. So I'm not thrilled about the hundred thousand coming in. I understand what's going on, but uh, you're right. Who's paying for all this stuff? The other factor is the same thinking should be. On the people coming in from the border, the people have been coming in on the border in the thousands for the last 15 to 20 years. This ain't anything new. Putting up a wall ain't going to stop it. I hate to tell you, it won't happen. Hey, hey, so what do we do? I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I just wanted to uh, say to you, um, 
But but if if nothing, let, let's just say the wall is symbolic. If it makes Americans feel better, what's wrong with that? Need a, we need actual things. Symbols mean nothing in this regard because you can easily bomb uh, 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 underneath, you know, and the uh, narco agent, you know, the the people down there who are bringing it, they'll use dynamite. I mean, walls will not work in this. This ain't West Berlin. It will not work. They're coming in and so forth. But I do think what would work, and to show the is to have a hundred to two hundred mile radius of American troops down there. And make the point there. That would make the point. Have American trip. Let's use them for something, and let's make an experiment. I don't even think Trump did that. Let, but I don't think Biden will do it. You know, I like Joe Biden, but I have so, troops hey, down there. Hey, Stan, wait, 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 Stan, Stan. So before I move on, tell me why do you like Biden? Because I, I see, uh, I, 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 I see it, because I, I see it as missed opportunity. For who, Joe or you? For Bi- <laughs> for, for Americans no, under, I don't under this administration. I, I think he's handling. Uh, the Ukrainian situation exactly as it needs to be handled. He's juggling it as it needs to be handled. He can't go to war. If we go to war, you know it's we won't. You and I won't be talking. He's doing it the certain way, and it's got to be done a certain way. I wish uh, he would be taken out, but I like Joe Biden because he talks straight from the hip. Okay, and he talks uh, straight from the hip. Absolutely, he wow. always has talked uh, straight. So, uh, so what, what about what about the mistakes? I mean, you know, where, then, hey, how, do you how, know any administration? Do you know that hasn't had mistakes? If you can tell me a perfect administration, no, no, I'll, but, I'll listen to you. But, but, but no, but it seem, mistakes. I'll but admit it seem, to that. But it seems like on a regular, no, not a regular uh, basis. Uh, no, they, no. His own administration is walking back something that he said. But you know, hey Stan, I appreciate the call because I have a lot of calls. I got to move on. I just wanted to, you know, I I enjoy chatting with you, um, and I just wanted to hear why you support this president because, um, I you know the midterm elections this year, and I think that his party is, and I've been saying this for months, and we'll we'll see if I'm correct. I think that his party is in deep deep trouble. With the midterm elections and in 2024, I I just I just don't see it. Let's go to uh, Tony in Miami, Florida. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, love you, bro. Thank you, man. Go right ahead. Hey, look, I know what's going on with this immigrant crossing. I'll be real quick. It's not politics. It's business. It's big business. The baby boomers are all going to be dying off, and my parents are one of them. I'm going to miss them very much. 70 million of them in the next 20 years. That means 70 million less taxpayers, 70 million less consumers. Mm. These immigrants are replacement consumers. It's about business. Biden with business. They don't care about America. They care about money. And that's it. That's all I have to say. Mm. Well, Tony, that's that's uh, interesting. I I do thank you for the call, and um, it's touching. You know, you reference your parents. I I thank you for the call. I'm trying to put it in perspective what you just said. Let's see what Anna Maria uh, in Long Island what she has to say on this. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dominic. You remember we said at nine eleven, we will never forget, and the people that were researching it. They were talking about the cells throughout the country and how the the terrorists that hung out in the cells planning things uh, came over the border. And uh, many of them were disguised. I think the most outrageous one was um, uh, there was one that dressed as a rabbi with his boobie on us, you know, his grandma. Um so, you know, we say we never forget, but we're going to get bit by the same dog twice because um, because they still could be coming in. Right. And they don't have our interests. They want to take apart our country. Um, the other thing is the people that so many decades have come legally, did the paperwork, made sacrifices, waited years and uh 
Right. Worked with their families. That's a good point. It's unfair to them. They played by the rules. I, I, I thank you for the call, Anna Maria. I have to step in because we only have four minutes left. And I'm joined now by the man coming up, Frank Milano. Hello, Dominic. The other side of midnight. That's so we, right. we're going to try and get to some more calls. But first, what do you have coming up? Uh, we had an action-packed show, as we do each and every Friday. We are going to give people the next hour the opportunity to ask questions about absolutely anything. If they have questions about the state budget, I'll tackle them. If they have questions about Star Trek, I'll answer them. Uh, pro wrestling, my personal life, inside radio stories, whatever. For the next hour, I will answer questions on any subject. And uh, you know of my fondness for UFOs. There, uh, there was this new UFO sighting that was just reported this week off the naval warship, the USS Kearsarge. And it was leaked. This information was leaked to the documentary filmmaker that made a documentary about the USS Nimitz UFO sighting. So I'm going to talk to him. Uh, we're going to talk about the gentleman that brought Batman back to cinema. Uh, it was nowhere to be seen until 1989. And Michael Uslan has just written a book about his journey bringing Batman back to life. And uh, since Judge Katanji Brown Jackson has now been confirmed as Justice Jackson, I'm going to talk with one of my favorite law professors, Eric Siegel of Georgia State University. It's going to be a, uh, a st- it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of fun over the next four hours. And uh, driving home in the rain, I will be listening to you. <laughs> Don't get too much sleep. I hear you're back a little later today. That's right. I'm in for Greg Kelly uh, from 1 to 3 o'clock. I guess Greg has the uh, the day off. Let's let's try and get in some quick phone calls. Let's go to Sydney in the Bronx. Sydney, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Sydney, are you with us? Sydney, are you there? Nope. Okay, Sydney's not there. Let's go to... Let's go to Judy in Manhattan. Good morning, Judy. Uh, yes, good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, could you, would you please explain ranked choice voting and if it's worth it to even vote, if that can manipulate who the candidates are in the next primary? Well, Judy, let me tell you this. Um, Frank is holding his head like his head is about to explode <laughs> right now. It's just because I've spent 20 years trying to educate people about ranked choice voting, and there's still a lot of confusion, and there's still this notion that it can manipulate results. So, Judy, for the voter, it's very simple. All you have to do is rank your choices. That's the simplicity of it. For the uh, for the vote counter, what it does is it makes sure that whoever wins is preferred by at least a majority of people. You remember when Ross Perot ran, a lot of people said he was the only reason that Bill Clinton got elected. When Ralph Nader ran. People said that he was the only reason that George Bush got elected. There was a claim that they siphoned off votes from one candidate or another. Now, if people could have voted for Perot first and Bush second, that would have allowed Bush to win. Same thing if they could have voted for Nader first and Gore second. So it basically makes sure that someone who wins is preferred by a majority of people, and you don't have somebody slipping in that's opposed by 70% of the electorate. Hey, but Frank, to Judy's point, a lot of people are are still. I know. You know I know that. That's why. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Know? Um, and I'm hoping that changes as more cities start implementing this. Well, Judy, that was a great question to end the show for this week. But keep it right there. Coming up, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. You want to listen to his show? I will be back at 1 p.m. 1 to 3. In for Greg Kelly this afternoon. Hope you'll join us.